the bedpost podcast i of course am your host aaron pem and what i like to do here on the pod is bring into the studio fun and sexy guests for you to listen to today we are talking about oh my god so many things there's just like this is this is this person is a human of all trades master of everything so um we will not be lost on topics for this one people um without further ado i mean let's just get them in here pro dom daddy slayer happy father's day daddy slayer (laughs) thank you thank you so much i'm so happy to be here (laughs) happy belated father's day (laughs) oh thank you thank you i really really appreciate it i have been super excited and super pumped to to chat with you and, and and be on your awesome podcast i love it oh you're so sweet yeah you're one of the people that like um you know, I, I think I put a call on Twitter and you're like, I'd like to be on. And then like, I sent you the link to check it out. And you actually did check it out. A lot of people don't. (laughs) But you got back to me with some lovely compliments surrounding the pods. So that was so sweet to hear. Thank you. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. And that's the thing that I'm learning being so new in this industry. uh, You have to shoot your shot. You have to, you know, not be afraid to put yourself out there and and network and meet people who align with the the things that you're trying to do. So when I saw that post, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm on it. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. No, that's a, a really great tip for new folks. Like the community is so important. Um, like it's not just like a thing of support, but it's a thing of like, you know, helping each other out, lifting each other up, cross promoting, working together, developing friendships, all of this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like, you know, talking to me, you might, you might not know it, but I'm, I'm very introverted. I, you know, I like to stick to myself for the most part. I have a very close knit group of friends and, and that's pretty much it. So I really, really stepped out of my comfort zone a lot in starting FinDom. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, a whole lot. Like, like, like I said, you probably wouldn't know. I'm very active, like on my social media and, and Twitter and I'm constantly, you know, hopping in conversations and introducing myself to new people. Um, but you just, you just have to push yourself. It's something that I'm learning and I'm loving. Um, absolutely. It's pushing me to, to see a different side of myself for sure. Oh man, I love that. Um, and I love to hear that because I think another thing people might think is that you've got to be this like huge extra uber social, you know, a person to do this type of work. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I can say that looking at your socials, I'm like, oh, yes, you you have so got this. So to hear that, like, <laughs> you're barely a year in and that you're like a super kind of introverted person, I'm like, extra good on you. Wow. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that means a lot. I, I really, I'm, I'm very passionate about whatever it is that I'm doing. And That's, I that knew comes going, That's cool. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew going into FinDom that I wanted to be successful. I wanted to have fun. It was something that I'd been interested in for a very long time. Um, I want to say I've never, I've never really been a vanilla person. (laughs) (laughs) In my personal life, my sexual life, it's, it's always, I've always been a dominant person. I've always felt that. So I I feel like I just kind of rolled right over into this very naturally. Yeah. Um, Can you talk about like, so you were saying, you know, you, you wanted to get into this for years. Maybe, maybe what was the thing that made you finally do it, finally start doing it? So uh, this, these past few years, it's crazy to say, um, it's been years now, the pandemic, you know, when the pandemic hit, um, I think a lot, yeah, I think a lot (laughs) of people spent a lot of time with themselves and their partners being inside, having all this free time. And now it's like, well, maybe I can finally start that passion project or maybe I'll dibble and I'll start this hobby or whatever the case may be. And that's kind of how I fell into it. Um, I've been teaching for for years. Um, I did special education. I nannied. I did um, ABA therapy for children on the spectrum and young adults. I loved that. Yeah, I loved it for such a long time and I still do. Um, And but when the pandemic hit, Unfortunately, the family that I was nannying for at the time, they, you know, they decided we're going to send the little one to school. And it was just like, well, what do I do? Like, you know, what am I going to do with my time? I knew I didn't want to go back to uh, nannying in that moment or teaching. So I just did a complete 180. Um, (laughs) I'm now working in, in human resources, which is totally different. Um, and then I just decided, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm following my, my passion with this. Why not see what this FinDom stuff is about? Um, and the, the catalyst really, um, I was on Twitter one day, shout out to, uh, mistress Marley, love her. She's yes. the bomb. Yes. <laughs> and I saw the, the viral video of hers, uh, with her walking her sub around on a leash at the homecoming. And I had never, me personally, I had never really seen um, a black woman at the forefront of Fendom like that. Um, she had a presence, she had a following, um, and that was super, super dope to see. Um, and so from there, um, I went on her page and I'm, you know, clicking through things. I'm, looking at all the pictures and videos and I'm just like super excited. And then I saw that she had a Patreon um, helping other um, young women like myself to kind of get their start and get that foundational knowledge to get out there and start kicking ass, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's so amazing. That's so cool to hear that like, you know, you had one like, uh, you know, muse or kind of mentor type person that um, you were like, you saw them and you were like, yes, that. And oh, yeah. 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 And then also on top of that, the Mistress Marley offers resources like that. So gave you the opportunity to not only like, you know, be inspired by her and her power and her presence and all of that stuff, but then actually giving you some of the tools to like get started yourself. Like, totally awesome. That's community, right? Yeah, there. that's yeah. the sex work community. Oh, right yeah, there. 
Absolutely. And I feel like I've, I've felt nothing but a community and family vibe within this industry, which I mean, coming from the outside was extremely surprising. Like it just, you kind of feel like, and I don't know, maybe, maybe you feel the same way, but I feel like a lot of women enter this industry and they kind of feel like they find their home. Yeah. hundred percent. You find your people, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Other weirdos, other queerdos, other freaks and geeks, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the offshoots. <laughs> I, absolutely. I think that's been one of the, the, the greater parts of this that I wasn't expecting. Definitely finding that community has been really, really awesome and extremely empowering. Yeah, because like these are personas that we put on for our work, right? And they're, they they right. can be these kind of intense, like kind of fierce, brutal, um, like disciplinarian types right that's the archetype that a lot of doms go for so it can be surprising that like you know realizing that a lot of these folks are really just like lovely friendly warm um you know uh, empathetic folks that just want to kind of help each other out and be supportive and be there to listen and help and all that stuff yeah for sure for sure another another great person that i um I would like to give a nice little shout out to Please is um, Victoria Silver. Um, she has been absolutely amazing uh, for me and my journey. She was one of the first doms that I actually had like one-on-one -on -one conversation and like yeah. was able to reach out to and like ask questions because I feel like there's, there's so many questions you have when you're first getting started. Um, oh, I love this just... as a topic of conversation. Oh, yes, yeah. please continue shouting for us. <laughs> but then I, then I want to ask you, what are the questions you asked? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so she, I originally found her because she was offering a uh, free Fendom guide. Amazing. Um, right. And like you, I feel like you don't really see that. There are so many people. No, no, uh, no shade or anything. Like you're gonna want to profit. You want to, you know, profit from the information that you're giving. Right. Um, and everything everybody's got to make their coin, you know, it is what it is, but she was giving it away for free. And I just felt like that really, you know, demonstrated her passion and her drive to just genuinely want to help, um, yeah, like young girls community in this leader. Industry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would absolutely call her that. Um, and she's just been nothing but genuine and sweet and so encouraging. And she was really that person who, who gave me that push of like, you know, the confidence to just like, girl, just, get up there, record your clips, have fun. Like, don't worry about it. Don't take it too seriously. They're men. They're going to jerk off to anything. So. <laughs> and love no matter whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so that was really, she was really the person who really gave me that push to, to take the knowledge that I was, I was learning and, and, you know, utilize it. Um, so big, big shout out to her. She was one of my first mentors and I, and I'll never forget her. She's amazing. Oh, amazing. Great. Okay. So yes, I want to ask because a lot of people, I mean, so many people, same thing, you know, get in my DMs and like, want to know how to get started, right? In, in pro domination. Um, and so you got in, you got it, you slid in some DMs yourself. Uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, like, what were some of your questions? What some of your first questions that you had? So some of the things that, and I think that every, every baby dom 
is thinking to themselves, whether you're a dominant woman and you know, your regular life or whatever the case may be, you can still be the most confident woman ever. But if you have no baseline for, you know, how you're supposed to conduct yourself, it can be really confusing. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. for instance, like, am I supposed to like, just off the rip? Am I like, talking shit to this person like as soon as they enter my dm am i in that persona am i starting off like that it was really one of those things because we only get the mainstream ideal right of a fandom most of the time so that's you know the brat the mean girl you know and i don't think you get enough of that professional side of it yes What you see a lot, I think specifically on Findom feeds, what you commonly see is the fantasy. Like, you don't see behind the veil a lot in the Findom feeds, I find. It's all kind of, not not all, I don't want to generalize, of course, but what you would commonly see is a lot of that kind of humiliation, objectification fantasy. So yeah, it would be, that's a great question for you to ask. Like, so am I delivering that when people approach? Um, So what was the answer to that question, if you don't mind sharing? So absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah, they pay for that. That's that's, the service they're paying for. Yeah. Absolutely. And not only (laughs) that, I I mean, and like I said, everybody, that's another thing that I'm learning. You know, you want to use the the information that you get as a baseline, right? You want to use that as your foundation. And then you can model it however you see fit. You can do this however you choose, But there's a level where if you do it a certain way, if you project, you know, a certain persona um, and you come off in a professional manner, I think that you'll be much more successful as opposed to, like you said, giving them that free humiliation right off the bat, Hmm. giving no time or, or space or energy for talking about things like safe words or limits, hard limits, soft limits. These are conversations that you should have before playing. And that was something that I didn't realize was even a thing because like you were saying, there's this veil that's there. We only see the fantasy and not the business side. Yeah, and I think that that um, contributes to a lot of confusion on like the client customer end as well. Like they're gonna jump in, like this is very, very fucking common that they're gonna jump in someone's DMs in role. And it's like, I didn't, cons- you haven't paid me yet. I haven't consented to doming you. I don't know what the scene is about. I don't know you or what you like or what we shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? So I think Absolutely. that's some miscommunication that can happen on both ends uh, a lot of times before you, you know, you do, you do it a little more and you talk to more people and you're like, oh no, we can talk to each other like people and then we, then we do the play. That's separate from us. Right. And then I treat you like the filthy scene. animal you are. There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> but first, it's like, hi, how are you? Um, what services are you looking for? Um, great. I'm, I can provide those services for you. Send payment here uh, when you get a minute. And it's, it's just all professional up until that point. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, any other, like, um, when you're kind of the, as you said, the baby dom, uh, looking to get an info, any other questions that kind of stood out for you of like the burning ones you had? So, I mean, uh, outside of like, you know, how you're supposed to conduct yourself, I think that's the main thing that all baby doms are thinking about. Like, what do I say? And well, what, what should my rates be? Things like that. Um, mm-hmm. another plug, shameless plug, um, <laughs> <laughs> Princess Callie. Plugs. 
I know. I and I, I love I've it. just okay. met so many wonderful people who have really helped me along the way, and I want to give them their shine too. Like yes. that's what I'm all about. There's enough bag to go around for all of us, and oh, trust yes. me, we're we're all gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I did want to shout out um, Princess Callie. She's been amazing. Um, I don't know if you've heard of her Red Key Club, but um, it is absolutely amazing. She talks about, um, you know, fin financial literacy there, how to budget, you know, how to keep track of your earnings, how to uh, retain clients, um, how to build those, yeah, how to build those relationships. There's even like a real estate section where like, if you want to invest in things like that, amazing. I recently took her um, ethical financial domination, uh, virtual intensive. Mm -hmm. I could not I could not praise this woman more. The information that she gives is absolutely amazing and she is a force to be reckoned with. I think that's like um I, I saw that class also and I was like, yes, a class on ethical uh financial domination. Wait, was it specifically FinDom? Ethical FinDom? Yes. Okay, yep. amazing. Because I um again, I feel like FinDom is something that a lot of people uh, might start thinking you make really quick money right away. And, you know, mm -hmm. so like a lot of people kind of revolving door, right? You get, you go in and you're, uh, and you do it not really having a basis of these like skills or an understanding of the kink or like the business end of, of it as well. Um, and then you realize it's not that easy and then, you, and then they're gone. Right. So yes. to see like, and I think that's like, overrepresented in FinDom because it's a kink about money, right? So people see financial domination and they're more likely to go in that versus other types of domination thinking that they can get, you know, just get paid right away. So I think it's especially important to um, have information about there about ethical financial domination because those, uh, those FinDoms, definitely exist but i think they're just overshadowed but overshadowed by um people who aren't exactly doing it that way perhaps how do you how do you feel about that no absolutely that absolutely um and i can be honest and say like like i said there were a lot of things even you know my own perception of, of how i thought things went or how i thought they operated before actually being a part of this industry mm -hmm. um it's a huge part of that even i can be honest and say like yeah, one of the main driving forces behind, like, yeah, I want to do FinDom is like, yeah, I want to make a bunch of money. Who doesn't? Yeah, um, I mean, but that's any job, right? That's right. Not, there's no shame in that. And I'm not shaming right. um, that kink or the people that practice that kink, because I also practice that kink, too. So I'd be shaming myself in the process. But that's part of it. But there's so much else, right? Right. And, and, and I kind of, I feel like, exactly what you were saying a lot of how what i'm realizing too in in the marketing for FinDom is to make it seem so easy yeah is to make it seem like ooh, i get paid because i'm pretty which yes it's true to a certain degree but sweetie you work for that right like we're we're all working for it <laughs> that is a really great point that's a great nuance in another kind of miscommunication of people getting into FinDom professionally right it's because yeah that marketing angle of like mm -hmm. oh send send because I'm me send send me for doing nothing go on give us nothing girl <laughs> you know <laughs> 
<laughs> Which, I mean, it's it's true. It's so funny because that's the main, that's one of the main thing that I think draws in a lot of young women today. Yes. Yeah. And they don't, they just don't realize the work ethic behind it. These women are working their asses off and it's not easy. Yeah. You know, we're marketing, we're photographers, we're editors, <laughs> we're everything. <laughs> Huge skill sets. Lots of varied skill sets. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so for you, um, can I ask, like, why Fendom of, other than getting into, you know, any other type of domination or any other type of kind of kinky fetish niche, niche, why Fendom for you? So I think, and there are some people who may or may not agree with this, but I think that um, Fendom is inherent in, in Femdom in general, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're going to pay for the service regardless. They're going to pay for your presence and what you offer and your expertise. Um, this is just me skimming a little bit more off the top for what yeah. I know I deserve. That's, yeah. that's how I see it anyways. And I think that um, for me personally, I've always... Can we talk a little bit about the daddy's girl to Fendom <laughs> pipeline really quick? <laughs> because it is real and it is alive okay I genuinely feel like this is a part of who I am it always has been I I'm a grown woman okay I've never paid my phone bill ever in my life my my dad pays it my dad does so (laughs) that just to give you a little bit of like I'm absolutely pampered i've always been pampered um it's something that i grew up being told you know this is what you deserve this is what you know you should expect from from man woman whoever especially if you want to have any kind of sexual gratification from me like oh you're definitely gonna make me feel like the queen that i am that i know Um, i am oh absolutely so it's it's very inherent (laughs) and that's what drew me to it it just feels like who i am naturally so yes you've been getting paid your whole life (laughs) pretty much like why not now why not also here (laughs) yeah yeah i'm i'm the very middle child of of 10 kids um i have six brothers yes i have six brothers and three sisters um and so i i was absolutely pampered whether it was my older siblings are you conning your older siblings i mean you know they love me i'm very lovable okay and it's just it's a part of our love language as well i've always been um an acts of service or gifts person um you know receiving and giving and it's just a natural part of who i am it just felt like you know the path that i was always meant to be on (laughs) yeah oh my god i love so much of what you talked about um because that's such a that's such an interesting nuance honestly like the fact that i deserve to be spoiled so fucking spoil me like that makes so much sense if that's kind of your mind been your mindset then it makes perfect sense to bring that into this into your persona essentially and and what you've decided to go into as far as domination yeah yeah and i think that's another interesting part of it too is like I'm still exploring what exactly I want that persona to be, you know, how exactly I want to, you know, be known and and how I want to make a name for myself within this industry. And it's a journey. Um, I don't 
I feel like most baby doms, especially myself, like you kind of get caught up and it's easy to compare, you know, yourself to other doms and, and their success and, and what they're doing. Just focus on you. You know, that's what I'm learning. Focus on you and the persona will develop as you develop. So I was feeling a lot Great of advice. pressure. Yeah, I was feeling a lot of pressure with knowing exactly who I was and what I wanted um, coming into this. And the truth is, you just won't. You just have to dive in and, and have fun. And, and then you'll get there. Yeah, if you think that you have to be a thousand percent ready before you start, then you'll never start, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, that can't help but happen that there's a learning curve w while you are a professional. Like, there is just too much to learn. Like, and you can't learn everything there no. is to learn about sex about kink like that's what makes these topics so endlessly fascinating is that you literally learn every day yeah. every day is a school day yes and i love learning i love knowledge so it has been quite the journey and i'm, I'm just enjoying every moment of it yeah and i think that's a really valuable um lesson to have learned like being a person who's doing this about a year is that like my brand doesn't have to look like anybody else's brand it can be very personal to me and I get to decide what that looks like and I get to decide how much of myself you know is in this and um yeah that I mean if you've learned nothing but that in the past year that's pretty that's all right that's pretty good pretty much. do it all right <laughs> People don't learn that for like a long time sometimes. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things where I feel like, especially, and I think a lot of us feel this way as as women, as, as people who are in this, as sex workers in this industry, we want to, we want to be perfect. Everybody wants everything to be perfect. And I'm definitely one of those people who like, oh, if I put out same. a clip, like, yeah, I want every word to be pronounced, like enunciated and like, it has to be my hottest clip ever. And like, it, it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't, <laughs> you'll get there. It will come. You don't have to have the, you know, the fancy photo, you know, photo shoots right off the bat. You know, people will like you and your bonnet on your couch yes. with a blunt in your mouth, if that's how you like to do things, then they will accept you for who you are. You just have to continue to be yourself. And I think that's something that, you know, as human beings, we all have to work at every day. And it's just, it's just a, a work in progress. Yes. Oh my God. Why are you looking at me while you're saying that? <laughs> Fellow perfectionist over here. Um. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Club M4 is celebrating their 14th year anniversary. And this is their first anniversary at their new location at 1989 Dundas Street East. Well, if you haven't been to their new location, there is a DJ dance floor, there are several bars, there is a dungeon, which is everybody knows that's up my alley, and there are loads of beds. I'm talking big 
orgy-sized beds, both in the public space and semi-private. So if you haven't been out to Club M4 yet, don't you think their 14th anniversary is the time to go? So if this ad got those curiosity juices flowing, you can check them out at clubm4.toronto on Instagram or head on out to 1989 Dundas Street East and see what a swingers club made by swingers for swingers is all about. But yeah, that's a, uh, again, like uh, something that is very personal to my journey too. It's like, you can't like, don't try and control every aspect of this yeah. because you know, what's more, um, what will connect with people more and what people will like more is seeing all the little messy bits or the, the bits that like are a little vulnerable because mm-hmm. you know as dominance I think that's another thing that you think you have to do is be this impenetrable shell but it's like people also just want to see you so like mm-hmm. they'll you know they will like you'll post a professional photo shoot where you look you think it's the best picture you've ever taken of yourself it'll get like a dozen likes and then you post a messy uh, selfie <laughs> and like people are <laughs> it goes viral and you're like oh lord like people want to see people want to feel special right i think this Mm. is this is what is behind this kind of phenomenon and people think it's special to see you know the cracks in in the surface or the to peek behind the veil you know see the behind Mm -hmm. the scenes stuff like so i think that feels really special to like clients customers on that side so yeah i i always try to do the thing of like okay this is the brand but also you know give them a couple glimpses now and again of like oh here's a blooper oh here's me with no makeup and no filter on like day off or whatever it is um or here's something you know that I want to share that's maybe a vulnerable thing happening in my actual life again Mm -hmm. up to you how much of that stuff you want to bring into your work persona but people love that I've learned yeah, I'm, I'm slowly but surely seeing that as well, for yeah. sure. Yeah, the more you can just show yourself, like, you know, and that doesn't mean that you're, you know, uh, like bringing everyone into your private life, but you can really, people want to see your personality. Like, you can be messy, like, you can be, like, whatever on Twitter and that just shows you off your uniqueness, you know, and what, how you can stand out from other people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's funny, because I feel like I actually really struggle with like showing my personality online. I always Mm -hmm. feel like I'm more of an invite, like in person type of vibe. Um, That can be hard, (laughs) though. It can be hard to have it translate, right? Very, yes, very hard. I feel like for me, when it comes to social media, it's probably one of the hardest parts um, because you do have to have a certain amount of vulnerability, right? And choosing what things to be vulnerable with and, you know, maybe things to keep to yourself is difficult. Um, For me anyways, um, it's one of those things where I'm still learning how to do that. Um, I think I do an all right job. (laughs) I think I do too. But it's definitely one of those things where I'm, I'm always very critical of and I just want to make sure that 
the person that I'm presenting is the same authentic person that I am here in real life. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really great thing to aspire to. And it's understandable how that can be a struggle sometimes, for sure. Specifically, like on Twitter, I feel like um, some people are like, "Ooh, I just want to go on Instagram because I just post a picture and I don't really have to say much. But Twitter, it might be more, you know, you can also just post pictures if you want. But I think people like when they hear your actual voice you know when you're actually saying stuff so that can be a struggle though for people who are like I don't know if I'm funny or insightful or sick like whatever it is you know yeah it could be tough it's it's it's, I was gonna say it's definitely nerve-wracking for sure I think sometimes like one of the things that we talked about um in Princess Callie's um ethical uh fandom intensive Mm -hmm. is like knowing Knowing, you know, when there's the time for for this or that, right? Like knowing that your persona is your persona and the people, your people will come. That's what I'm, I'm learning too as well. Like if you're a gamer chick and like you like anime, you know, put that out there. Those people will come to you, right? But you can't, you can't fake it. You can't fake it. People will figure it out. <laughs> and also it's harder to fake it. Like, so what? You have to pretend you're a gamer now? Like, it doesn't make sense, <laughs> right? So isn't it a lot easier to just, yeah, just take pictures of you gaming rather than <laughs> trying to fake some weird hobby because yeah. you think it'll turn people on or draw them to you or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And that's 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 the part that I think a lot of people really struggle with including myself it's just one of those things that I'm still I'm still getting there with uh what is there something that you do um to like any sort of like little tip or trick that you kind of do use when you find yourself struggling with that that specifically so usually what I'll do I'm very I'm a very creative person outside of Fendom. I write poetry, I sing and I write music and I like to dance. Um, so when I'm feeling like I'm stuck like that, I just take a moment to go into that creative space. Aww, I love um, that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was so what I was saying earlier too before was like I'm always unsure of what parts do I share? Like, do I want to share my music? Do I want to share, you know, my dancing? Could this be, you know, something that expands on my persona and, you know, my reach? Um, Because it is something that is so much a part of me. Um, I went to um, an art school all throughout high school and middle school. I studied vocal performance, I did dance. Um, so it's one of those things where when I'm feeling stuck in a, in a rut, um, with my Findom stuff, especially creatively, because we're all artists, you know, we're we're all artists. Yeah. Um, I feel like I tend to try to go back into that space. So maybe I'll just put on some music and I'll have like a dance party in my living room and just relax and just tell myself, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it get into this space and just put out what feels good to you. Oh, that, I think that's great. I think that's fabulous advice. <laughs> like maybe, maybe because I'm also a very creative person and I also sing and dance and all that stuff. But like um, that, I thought that was great. Yeah. I mean, I, it really works for me um, because it puts me automatically back into that space of feeling confident. 
yes. you don't yeah yeah you know I, I wake up every day and i'm like yeah i feel like that bitch this morning like not every day not every day <laughs> like i am that bitch but i don't feel like that every day so i'm not thinking it's one that of those 24 7 yes i am exactly but... <laughs> and if you are kudos to you like great yeah. wonderful give me all the tea because i need that but it's it's just one of those things that makes me feel sexy, makes me feel confident. Yeah. Um, I was saying, I just posted on Twitter the other day, um, I was doing, <laughs> at the peak of COVID, um, I was trying to get fit again, and I was doing pole dancing classes, which is super fun. If you haven't done it, you need to. <laughs> it's, it's super, super fun, and, and it's super healthy. You know, it's a full workout for sure. Um, but it was just another one of those things where it just made me feel so confident and so sexy. Um, so it's definitely something I want to get back into and hopefully I will start, uh, making some, some new content with that and incorporated. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love so much of what you said. Like the fact, even just the fact of like stepping away from the thing for a bit, you know, if you've like opened your Twitter post and you're like, gotta think of something clever to write mm -hmm. and like, you know, it's never gonna come, you know what I mean? Like, so that even that in itself, just like step away for a minute and go do something that makes you feel good or sexy or powerful or confident or whatever. And then come yes. back to it in that mindset because you're never gonna, you know, think of curate this like perfect dummy tweet um from that headspace where you're feeling kind of like stuck so that in itself um and then i also love to hear i love to hear about doms uh and pro doms who are uh creatives because i think this is a super common thing i think there's some oh, sort yeah. of pipeline here too <laughs> without a doubt like to theater because, kids <laughs> yeah yeah because like i feel like you know a lot of what we do um the some of these skills we've learned are like so essential to like stuff like making clips and dirty talk and curating like a scene like it's literally called a scene um, yes you know what i mean and like like outlining just like a script essentially um and I feel like, like, uh, aesthetically too, you know, like if you're into like makeup and hair and the costume of it all. So, um, I fully think that like, that's, there's, there's some connection there. I think. Oh yes. I, I definitely do. I definitely did musicals and plays yeah. as a kid. Same, same. So, <laughs> so it, it's there. It's definitely innate. I think that there's a huge... I think that really this community is just a bunch of like those nerdy like yeah. theater geeks yeah, <laughs> and, totally. and choir kids. I did all of that. So I definitely see a crossover a lot. Yeah, because I think a lot of those things when you do those things when you're younger, that always also helps to build your confidence. Um, yeah. to do things in front of other people, like, you know, to feel confident doing, um, like speaking in front of people. Um, and I don't know, I think also, <laughs> I think also theater kids have this thing where they're like, not self-aware, um, <laughs> about how like nerdy they might be. They really they, are. They yeah. just are like the most confident, like, <laughs> like they don't Love second it. guess. They're just like, look at me. <laughs> Which I feel like, you know, if you could channel that energy, like, later on in life doing this type of work, it's like, yes, like, you just have to know you are 
it. Um, you are that person. You are that human. Um, and no matter, and just don't listen to, you know, all the riffraff, all the white noise. Oh yeah, for sure. And and it's funny because like kind of coming back to what we were saying earlier about like before actually getting into this industry, we have this outside view, like me personally, I, I didn't look at Bindam clips as porn, Mm -hmm. right? Right. I... Um, I think I kind of looked at it in the way that a lot of people do. It's just like, oh, it's you're writing a script and it's a scene and, you know, this is different from porn. Hmm. And I didn't see, right, I didn't see the connection. I didn't see the sexuality side of it. I didn't understand that until I was in it. Um, and realizing that you have to, yes, like as a theater kid, like you want to, you know, feel comfortable on, on camera and have your script and... You know, you have your theme, but you have to add that spice. You have to add that sexuality to it. You have to make yourself comfortable in that space. Otherwise, it is just you sitting there talking. Great. (laughs) And that's a lot of and that's a lot of what I thought it was. You know, you're just sitting there, you're talking your shit. But at the end of the day, we're sex workers. This is about sex. This Mm -hmm. is about, you know, getting someone off. And a part of getting them off is that that niche, that kink, whatever it is that you're into. But I had no idea, you know, before really getting into it. And so that has been a transition in my mind Mm -hmm. from like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, it's a scene. I'm recording a scene to like, no, this is this is a scene. This is planned. This is work. But this is porn. You know, this is (laughs) someone is going to jerk off this video. (laughs) Yeah. Make no mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of a lot of um, girls get into this with a pick me attitude, Mm. you know, almost like, you know, I'm I'm doing this kind of porn. You know, I don't have to be, you know, naked or whatever. And and there's no judgment or shade. If you don't do nudity, if you do do nudity, if you do do intercourse. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, I totally support all of that. Um, but I think a lot of um, people hop into it with that mindset of, you know, like uh, kind of holier than thou because you think what you're doing is different from the overall umbrella of sex work. And it is not. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like identify however you want to identify. Call yourself a sex worker or don't call yourself a sex worker. Like whatever. But it's when it gets to the point of like, oh, you're you are actively encouraging the hierarchy, you know, then Mm -hmm. we have a problem there because then you are shaming um, probably more marginalized folks within your own community. Not a good look. Yeah, absolutely not. And I'm, I'm not with that. So if I see it, I've always, you know, I've always been that person, even high school. If I see a bully, I'm going to point you out and I'm going to tell you about yourself. There you have it. (laughs) Good. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Um, I love how you're talking about this thing of like, um, bringing in the sex to it, like because I I agree with you that I do think people get into findom thinking that yeah it's kind of separate from and it's like oh this is I can do sex work without the sex so I'm gonna do mm-hmm. findom right um, and I think sometimes you know people get into kink and pro domination just in general with that same idea of being like oh I can kind of be a non sexual sex worker right. Um, but yeah, that, that realization of, oh, it's all sex. 
it's mm-hmm. it's literally all sex even if it doesn't involve <laughs> genitals or nudity or like whatever penetration blah 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 partner maybe um that it's all sex and you know kink can be about a lot of different things sex being one of them it can feel healing mm-hmm. it can feel validating for their gender or their orientation or it can be you know for, or for their identity it can feel very wholesome and sweet but in general it is all about sex so right i'm wondering if we can direct the conversation to talk about like what exactly is hot about findom what's hot about maybe on the client side what could be hot about them giving money to a findom and then on your side what could be hot about the receiving of money like what's the sex part about it let's talk about that a bit more so for me like i was saying earlier i think a lot of people um don't realize too how much like you were saying it's it can be a very intimate thing you know it it is sex but it can be very intimate and create a create this closeness and this bond between you know a dom and their submissive right and for me i think it has a lot to do with the person's love language the dom and the submissive right for me my love language absolutely whether it's friendships or romance is absolutely acts of service and gifts so this directly translates to me as this person cares for me this person is willing to, you know, and I say this all the time, and I think a lot of ethical fandoms say this all the time. It's not necessarily the amount that you're giving me, right? right? It's what you're willing to sacrifice in order to give to me, right? That's the thing that, whew. That it means something. Yes. Like, that's the thing that gets me going. Like, that's the thing that makes, <laughs> that turns me on, I'm moist, I'm ready to go. Like that is, <laughs> that is it. It's that intimate side of it, knowing that you don't have to be the richest person, right? But if you know that, for instance, like, man, I, like, goddess really wants this $800 tattoo. Like, she's been thinking about it. She's been planning for it for, for months now. I don't have the 800 right now, but I'm going to actively save. I'm going to actively, you know, Put stop going out a for a little ooh, bit. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, and save and give this gift to her because I want to see her happy, because I want to make her smile, because I want to let her know that she's loved and she's cared for. Yeah. That, for me, is, is what does it. And, and she I, deserves this, this oh, gift, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Because that's another thing, too, is that a lot of people, myself included, we jump in and we think, I, I don't have to do anything. I just, I, I'm pretty and you give to me. Yeah. But that's not how it works. It should be a collaborative relationship, right? When you really think about it, in my opinion, um, the sub kind of has most of that power, right? Because we're not doing anything that you don't want to do. I'm never ever going to force a submissive to do something that they're not comfortable with, or that their budget doesn't call for. Um, That's not how I operate. And that's not ethical. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like in any kink. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's we we're, do what you want to do. Yeah, we're here for what you. What you're comfortable with. Yes, yep. absolutely. So knowing that you know we're kind of you're relinquishing that power to me. You know that's special to me, and I'm always in the mindset of I want my submissives to walk away feeling like 
their lives have been changed feeling like they've really learned something about themselves even if it's just one thing um that they can carry with them forever you know a lot of these i think submissives um come into fendom or femdom um with a self-hatred mm, um yeah yeah you know whether it, and i think that there are a lot of trauma you know responses to things that some people come into it and it is from a place of self-hatred right um i don't want you to serve me like that yes. i don't want you to feel that way in my presence i want you to feel confident I want you to love yourself because the more you feel confident, the more you love yourself, the more you're going to love me. There you go. <laughs> the more, the more you're going to feel confident and not just our sessions, but in your life. And I think that that's important. You know, I think that you should always walk away from a, a dom sub relationship or scene or whatever the case may be or training and feel that you've taken something from it and not Feeling that better. something's been taken from you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a really important point. Um, and I think that's a, uh, I think that's a real, a real fucking thing that happens a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, specifically like people that go into submission and, um, you know, a lot of times it can be tied by their actual feelings of inadequacy Mm -hmm. Right. So it's important for us if we really want to be ethical about our practices, us on the on the dom side, you know, um, I want to say teaching, but like, you know, it's more collaborative than that. But like helping them, maybe like, you know, guiding them along this journey of like, hey, you're not actually inadequate. Right. This is just a fantasy that is really fun to enjoy together it's actually more like a love language and I'm doing this because, um, you like it, you know, and you're doing it because I like it. And this is a lovely little special moment that, you know, um, I don't, you know, I, I don't just give away. So this is a special thing that you have like emailed me, booked me, paid me mm -hmm. and, this is like a lovely little thing we're doing together, even if it looks like this humu humiliating type of a scene or what have you, you know what I mean? Like just to be on the same page of like, we understand that I'm only doing this for you because I want to do this nice. I want to provide this nice service for you. Like in, as a pro, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm in customer service and I want to, mm -hmm. you know, uh, like my intention of this scene isn't, I think you're a piece of shit. So I'm going to call you a piece of shit for an hour. My intention of this scene is, you know, I love my job and I want to create these cool fantasies for people. And, you know, I'm really into it too. So let's do it. You know what I mean? It's not about that. I want to humiliate you because I think you are actually worthless. That's right. You know, and that's an important delineation um, as far as practicing ethically, you know, so thank you for thank you for bringing that up. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's one of those things where, like I was saying in the beginning, you know, people don't realize like you, you don't just jump into a conversation and, you know, immediately start <laughs> with kink. You yeah. know, you don't know a person's triggers. You don't know their trauma. Um, and these are all things that I I personally like to talk with my submissives about um, because I think it's important. You you never know what can happen in a scene. I. Fortunately, haven't experienced 
um, anything go wrong as of yet. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure it will. Um, yeah. It's just life. It's um, aware, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's not about, you know, um, hoping nothing ever goes wrong. It's about preparing and understanding what to do when that does happen, because it will. It's being aware that this is a risky type of play that can play on stuff people's psychological stuff and like physical mm -hmm. stuff if you're playing in person um and whatnot and and understanding kind of what the two of you can do either talking about this in negotiation beforehand having you know an emotional first aid kit having an actual first aid kit uh whatever it looks like oh i didn't you know that's a great idea the emotional uh first aid kit yeah yeah taking some trauma-informed kink classes Ooh, yeah would be I, I need a few of those <laughs> yeah i know it's important stuff to uh to be aware of right yeah yeah it, it's super important and like i said there are a lot of things that you know i just didn't realize going into this how important they were and you know how much it is absolutely necessary as a part of your protocol as, as a pro dom yeah, I like, honestly, I hate to hear when like someone has come to me and they're like, oh, wow, I've never, um, oh. I've never like done it this way where the, where you're making it clear that you actually care about me and that's mm -hmm. why we're doing the scene. Um, because if I didn't like you, I wouldn't be doing the scene with you professional or not professional. Absolutely. And that was never clear with other pros that I've played with and them hmm. kind of making that realization of like, oh, wow. Yeah, I think I was playing out some of my own self-harm with a pro. Wow. Like that. I hate to hear that. That is so yeah. hard and painful to hear that. But I think that's a lot of people's experiences with kink, unfortunately. Yeah, I have I have to definitely, definitely agree. I, I think I'm realizing, too. Um, like even with my, my protocol for, if you want to book a session with me, I don't think it's that hard. You know, I don't it's think not. it's that yeah. crazy. It never is. It never is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like realizing that there are so many people who just like, don't do it. Like something super small. I, I just had a submissive who reached out, applied. Um, and you know, I ask for references. Um, and they were like, they, you know, they, they gave me a few references. They like, I've played with several doms before. I just, I, I've never had to give a reference before. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You've never had to give a reference? Holy shit, that sounds scary. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I think even just like, you know, which is why I was grateful for, you know, platforms like Princess uh, Callie's and, and Mistress Marley's. Having that foundational knowledge is so key for not only your submissive safety, but your safety. Yes, 100%. Yeah, more so yeah. for our safety. <laughs> yeah, for absolutely way more for us than them. But it was just so surprising to hear um, that that was, you know, something that they never had to do before, um, yeah. especially when it seems so baseline. Yes. Um, so it just it just lets me know also like it is sad to hear, but I'm doing something right. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm definitely on a good track, I feel. And the more comfortable that I feel, I think you know, any Dom, you know, it's going to show and the submissive will feel more comfortable. Yeah. Um, can I ask you, where do you hope that you're going to be like, say in a year's time? So say doing this double the time that, that you have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what I'm hoping at least a year from now, I am really, really hoping to have 
at least establish somewhat of a long-term um, DS relationship with at least with at least two submissives. I'm realizing <laughs> that, you know, it's a merry-go-round. It's a merry-go-round. They come and they go. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a part of the process. But I really do um, yearn for those long-term connections and seeing where those relationships can go and how I can develop as, as a dom and, and help my submissives develop as well. Um, and I'm also really, really hoping to just expand my brand on many different levels. Um, there's, you know, Fendom, there's Kink, but, you know, I'm an artistic person. Um, so I've always been, I did actually, I did hair modeling for a while as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, oh my God. So I've done it all, I've, I've, I've done a little of everything. So yeah. I'm really hoping to expand my following and expand my brand to be able to do more of those kinds of things, whether that's working with other, you know, sex workers for collaborations. Um, I was listening to your one episode, um, uh, come as you are. Yeah. Yes. Love the whole, I love that whole brand. Like I love the message. So like hopefully maybe collaborating with bigger brands like that for like sex toys or, yeah. you know, things I'm just, I just want to dibble and dabble and, and kind of expand even more so that, um, my brand has, has this reach that's unstoppable. That's, that's the hope within the past or within the next year or so. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, you mentioning like some longer term, like clients, customers, DS relationships, like that, that's the core of any, of any bit of business, right? It's regular. Yeah. That's the bread and butter, right? Like, yes. You know, we're always going to have the customers that are kind of those one time people, you know, they play with you once and then they move on. Like, you know, maybe that's their play styles. They always like to try the new thing, you mm -hmm. know, stuff like that. So that will always be happening. But yeah, it's really important to develop, you know, develop those relationships, right? Of like the regular people that you can always rely on seeing you regularly or sending regularly, like whatever type of um, play it ends up being. It's, it's that thing of like seeing this uh, business, you know, as a real fucking job that, you know, you have to think about projecting where you want to be in a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to have goals and you have to be taking steps to achieve those goals. You got to be making a budget. You got to be looking at your financials mm -hmm. and like all that stuff, right? That again, I don't think people really think of just kind of jumping in. You know, it's a real yeah. gig that you got to work at and that you got planned for. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've definitely, definitely learned that. Like even just like planning out clips and things of that nature. Yep. Like I said, I'm watching these clips and I'm like, are these girls just like saying this off the top of their heads? Like, are they freestyling all of this? Because this is amazing. <laughs> and just like realizing like, girl, no, like <laughs> they're, they're writing these things out. They're making a schedule. Yep. Um and you know planning each step along the way which i think is something that's really helped me like in my personal life um i think we all kind of struggle with like you know once college is over and you know you're in the real world like how do you want to go about your day-to-day -day? you know yeah, what structure yeah so you really do have to provide yourself with that structure and self-motivation is oh Oof. yes yeah oh my gosh like and it and it's crazy because i was just saying the other day like there are, 
you're never going to have motivation every day. It's yes. really discipline, right? Like, <laughs> you're not going to, you're not going to be motivated to film clips all the time. You're not going to be motivated to go, you know, on your sugar date tonight all the time. You're not going to be motivated to do it all the time. So it's really the discipline that I'm learning um, more than, more than anything at this point. Yeah. And then on the other side of that is like, don't neglect the self-care um, portion oh, yeah. and the boundaries um, as well. It's like hustle, yes, but don't hustle like until you're burnt out. Yeah. And then you're out yeah. of the industry, right? That's another thing that can happen. It's like, oh my God, this is a lot of work. And then you do all the work, say yes to everything, do everything, and then can't maintain it because that's not sustainable. So it's like that balance is something that you have to learn also. I'm not talking specifically to you, by the way, but like, you no, know, no, it's all, definitely there. We all have to <laughs> constantly be learning and juggling these two things of like hustling and doing the work and self-motivating and scheduling all this stuff. But also I'm a fucking person that needs to rest, relax, recharge, connect, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Scheduling out, scheduling out. That's, that's been my big thing. Like it's so difficult at times because I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do it now. Get it done, get it done. Yeah. But it's so helpful to schedule things out and like even just scheduling tweets or scheduling posts so that you can unplug for a bit is so, so important. And I'm still, still on that journey of like, you know, <laughs> making that happen. But I, I definitely agree with, with the burnout. Uh, it happens much quicker than you think it will if you don't yeah. uh, schedule that time. Yeah, that's an important thing you mentioned of like, okay, so hustle hard for like three days, film all your stuff, you know, on the same day or like whatever it is so that you can kind of give yourself the two days of doing not that, you know, that's also yeah. a really wise thing to do. Like just take loads of pictures one day while you have a full face of makeup and then you don't yes. have to be in makeup the next day, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. That is, I think that's one of the most valuable things I've learned too. like, just, just get it all in, just squeeze as much in as you can that one day, because we do not all walk around with the full face of makeup Fuck every no. freaking day. <laughs> not even close. And I'm not going right to. <laughs> oh no, I totally have on like a, a t-shirt and my underwear. Love it. It's summer. We don't need pants. Yep. I would never. <laughs> I could never. Um, <laughs> this has been such a lovely conversation. I have a feeling this is going to be super, super valuable for not only people who are like interested in Fendom, but for folks who are interested in like starting out in, in this type of work, I think this is uh, going to be a really fabulous conversation for them to listen to. But uh, before I let you go, Daddy Slayer, tell us all the places we can find, follow you, subscribe give you marked bags of money marked with the little dollar sign on it yes so you can follow me on twitter at daddy underscore slayer um that's s-l-a-y three r not e but three mm -hmm. the number three um you can also follow me on instagram at the daddy slayer that's two e's t-h-e-e -E, the daddy slayer um my cash app is dom slayer <laughs> yeah. um i also have um an i want clip store you can find me there at mistress slayer i have a mini vid store at daddy slayer three underscores i have an only fans um that's dom slayer and i also have night flirt 
like she said, this is a hustle. So everything, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yes, yeah, so most places, most places you'll find me as Daddy Slayer or Dom Slayer. Um, but I am pretty much on most platforms that you can think of. Um, I did take a bit of a break um, from making clips at the moment, but I do plan on hopping back into them within the next month or so. But nice. for now, you guys can enjoy uh, my current library. There's a little over 30 clips there, which I'm pretty proud of. Yes. Um, and uh, you guys can, of course, always send me money. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Okay. So for me, I'm at the Lady Pim One on Twitter. That's where I'm the most active for sure. But if you must go on over to Instagram, I'm at the Lady Pim on there or at the Bedpost Podcast. The Bedpost Podcast has a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the Bedpost Show. And that is the same name that is on our YouTube channel, The Bedpost Show. I never like to go on app without shouting out the lady who does all the original music for the podcast. She's Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. One last huge thank you to you, Daddy Slayer. This has been such a pleasure getting to know you and chit-chatting away today. Thank you for your time. Thank you so, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I love what you're doing here, and I am so appreciative. Thank you. You're so sweet. Oh, my God. (laughs) Everyone, I hope you enjoyed listening to us banter away and be cute together. Um, Follow Daddy Slayer's links and give them all the money. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. We will have another fun and sexy episode next week with another fun and sexy guest here on the Bedpost Podcast. Until then, get fucked, everybody. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Thank you.